0: Welcome back to another issue of Imagine If. We are here today talking more spooky comic book stuff. The supernatural side of heroics. Then. That's right. You know, what is it about the... I don't know. Do you feel like there needs to be a resurgence of the supernatural side of comic books? Like I feel like they're, they keep trying to bring it back with Justice League Dark in DC, but... It's not a thing that happens too much. And then, like, with the Marvel side, like, those characters, to me, seem more integrated with other things as is, but they don't have, like, the one specific book I like, I guess you'll see them all show up in Doctor Strange.
1: Well no, I, I think you're right. Like it's like Marvel is like, okay, every team will have a formula. Like we need a techie and then mm-hmm. we have a spirit spirit spiritual or supernatural guy. And it's like it's a shame because like Midnight Suns would be a corner of the Marvel universe that should be explored more often. Right. Uh DC, yeah, they're doing it with Justice League Dark, but It's too heroic, you know. Mm -hmm. Like the minute you put Wonder Woman on that team, it's kind of like, uh I mean, I it makes sense. She does have some ties to you know magic and things like that. But I don't know. I just don't think of her as magic. Yeah, I think of of
0: her as magic as I think of Thor as magic. It's just it's more godly stuff than it is magic stuff. Even though that, I mean, I guess that's a good example of being magic.
1: Yeah, but no, you're right. Like it's one of those things where it's like like right now DC is doing their Wonder Witch crossover, so it's like okay, we're taking advantage of that and that's cool but yeah i kind of wish there was a book that just kind of just hit that vibe of you know like hey here comes the supernatural stuff you know uh
0: and and that's the thing about like just like dark like i'll pick it up every time they started
1: over but like i always <laughs> lose interest so quick it's a tough read like the first time it happened like actually when it first happened in New Fifty Two, it didn't do well at first because mm-hmm. everybody was like why the hell would i want to read this right and just word of mouth went out. It was like this book is so good. Right, the chemistry of the characters was awesome. That
0: and then there team. was there was the like the big movie news mm. is like, oh, Guillermo del Toro wants to yep. make the Justice League Dark movie. And it's like, oh, well, more people were interested in yeah. yeah. But that never The happened. animated movie. Oh, that's know? right. There was the animated movie, which I did enjoy that one. That that animated movie with uh, bringing Matt Ryan back as the voice of uh, John Constantine, Constantine. Yeah. and then of course. You know, you have a Grim Reaper or a Reaper that's a, that's afraid of Batman. Of course, <laughs> Batman. Who's afraid of Batman? <laughs> uh, but the, yeah, that was that was a good that was a good animated movie. So, but I just I don't know what it is about the DC side of or the supernatural side of DC that it just it, to me never seems like it takes off
1: because I I don't think okay so like and we're going to talk about this in a couple episodes from now but like to me DC needs to take their team the Sentinels of Magic and mm-hmm. go dark mm-hmm. like don't get your happier heroes go dark You know, like, this is the stuff where it's like we're talking damnation and and the fight for souls and fallen angels and devils seeking redemption. You know, like, do that. But I don't think DC really wants to because I don't think they like – I think that's what they're like, well, that's what our Vertigo books are for. Right. Oh, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Yeah, so it's – you know, they don't want to mix the tights in, but it's like, well, you can't really mix the tights in. Marvel has the potential to. They just haven't really done anything. I mean, damnation showed us that, hey, here's some cool characters in a crazy situation. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, it, I don't know if there's plans to continue from damnation, uh, from their spirits of vengeance Five issue mini, you know things like that. Right. It feels like there's groundwork, but I haven't heard anything. Well, just
0: yet. like I mean, and that's where we're going to in coming at it from this week. With the last week we talked about Spirits of Vengeance, Midnight Suns, and this week we're going to continue that. We did like a little one on one of it last week. This week we're going to kind of give you our DC version of that team, yeah. specifically because
1: of uh, that artist that that drew that picture. Yes, yeah, Smallwood. Uh, yeah, Smallwood. he did his his uh, picture that he posted on Twitter there with that lineup is badass to <laughs> me. <laughs>
0: so yeah. It, the idea of like what would that look like? That specific lineup look like in the DC universe through our eyes, uh, and but also to bring up that Mystic U book that they had over. Oh at yeah, DC. I remember that one. Yeah, it's like earlier this year, I was all about that. I was like, yeah, Zatanna, you know, getting getting her uh, education in magic at this magical university that only you know certain people can go to man was i let down and i I know i (laughs) talked about it on this i was like it was just it was such a letdown. like they could have done such a great story and they went a a direction that just i don't think it it sold so and then the whole like every other month with it and there was three issues and it's just like i don't know what you're doing with this uh release date
1: well you know honestly like it's kind of funny because i i guess i could relate to that when they did that dark or sorry not dark man um dead man uh Mansion of Dark Secrets or something like Mm -hmm. that was a three-issue prestige the art was beautiful but the story just like the first issue hit good and I was like okay this can this can be all right and then it just did not deliver and it was kind of the same thing it was like every it was a skip month and it was a three-part mini and it just like you know it's (laughs) it's totally like a footnote in Dead Man's history it's like if you're an avid collector of Dead Man read it read it so you can you know get a dead man story but if you're if i was suggesting dead man books to somebody i wouldn't bother mentioning right yeah just like it didn't deliver on the dead man side of the story in my opinion so before we get to that we'll also talk
0: about uh any big stories that came out of new york city or yeah Yeah, new New york York comic-con there you go and then also (laughs) umacon that we had locally here so uh but as always we got to start off the issue with What's on the spinner rack? Yep, so DC
1: and Marvel need to start sponsoring this. now. <laughs> no, but here we go. Uh, let's see. This Wednesday, because it's the greatest day of the week, um, DC Comics will be re- uh, having a new printing of their Absolute Kingdom Come. This story, I know, definitely drew Mitch and myself into comics even more. Uh, this is a fantastic story, and their Absolute collections are fantastic. It's $100. I'm sure you can find it priced very differently on other locations, but I'd recommend it. Uh, this is just a beautiful book, and it's a fantastic story. Uh, since it is October, of course, they like to put out a scary book every now and then, so DC will be putting out the Cursed Comics Calvacade, number one. It's a $10 one-shot that'll feature various stories of various DC Comics characters as they go through some spooky supernatural stuff. Um, it's a shame that it's $10, because I remember they used to put these books out and, you know, maybe 3 or $5. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence with that one. Uh, but continuing along, Detective Comics will hit issue 990, and this will actually have writer James Robinson join the book for a couple issues because he'll be bringing back Harvey Dent Two-Face. So we're going to find out who's really in control. Is it Harvey Dent or is it Big Bad Harv? And how is Harvey related to the mystery that's going on that involves himself and Batman? Uh, Flash issue 56 will be out, and that will continue some more exploration of the sage force, but this issue will feature heat wave as basically his heat creations will start coming to life since he had a run in with the sage force himself. Hawkman issue five will continue the exploration and the origins of Hawkman himself. Now this I find interesting because I heard out of, uh, New York Comic Con, I guess uh, the writer Robert Vendetti was talking about like, oh, in an upcoming issue, we're going to meet the Hawkman of Krypton. Mm. So I'm kind of like, wow, okay, are we going to have like Hawkman be like a Green Lantern type thing now? That'll (laughs) be interesting. So I don't know what to say. Um, Are you still getting this book? I am. So, I mean, the idea
0: that, you know, the reincarnation has always been there for for Hawkman. Well, not always, but it's part of the the modern history. It helps explain it. Yeah, yeah. So, I guess the idea that, that at, at one point in time, Carter Hall could have been reincarnated onto Krypton and maybe he's not a, a Hawkman, but he is a person that, you know, was fascinated with birds on Krypton, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe that's a, uh, who, who was uh, a flame bird?
1: He should be the guy who consulted Jor-El about the spaceship. There, there you go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you're you're part of aviation on our planet. You <laughs> us. But yeah, um, I mean that
0: I, I think that's kind of interesting. Like that that's going to put a interesting through line for the history of Carter Hall through all of DC Comics.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'll definitely be something. So, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to. I guess I'm trade waning and I'm doing what the writers and artists hate, but I'm I'm kind of on yeah, the fence. Yeah, I know. I've done I get, a lot yeah. Of, I've done a lot of Hawkman, and it's one of those things where it's like I hate it because like I learned with Hawkeye, mm-hmm. I've supported him through every crappy series, and the one time I said no was the best series ever, <laughs> you know. So maybe Robert Vendetti, I am doing you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> well, that I mean. If they ever figure out, I mean,
0: I assume that's what they're going to be doing here pretty soon. Would they ever figure out with, what, what's going to happen with the JSA in the DC comics and like if they existed during World War II and stuff like that? Do you, do you throw in a Hawkman
1: back then? Oh, yeah, I do. You have to. Like the founders, you have to. Like, I mean, for me, <clears throat> I've never had a problem with this. Like, I get how people like, like with the JSA, it's easy to explain how they were in World War II. It's super easy, like, hello, you've got a guy who has a lantern, a guy who's connected to the speed force, you know, a wildcat has nine lives, and even then I like that somebody put a new wrinkle in there that it's like, if he, like... if if, given an amount of time, they almost regenerate too. Mm -hmm. So he could have six lives, but it's been 30 years. So now he's up to eight, something like that. Uh, You know, some of them have died. We've seen Sandman died. We've seen Starman has passed on, you know, so I, and then the legacy heroes. So like, to me, I can, I can live with some of those heroes having been in world war two on the Marvel side of stuff. It gets tough because like, you know, captain America is easy. He stayed in the ice longer, Mm -hmm. you know, but then like, you know, How Namor you get- and, you know, or even Magneto. That's a hard one. But to me, like, I remember in the X-Men comics where they made Magneto young. Like, they they made him become a baby, and mm-hmm. then he grew back to manhood. Uh, Charles Xavier is easy. He's died, and he's in a cloned version of his body. He recently mine-hopped. You know, so to me, like, you can always say, like, the original X-Men formed 10 years ago. And then just the, the, the battle between Magneto and Xavier is just more long drawn out and it can have its origins in those errors. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I get it. Like it, it does get hard to put people because like, comics have learned where it's like oh punisher yeah we're not going to say he's a vietnam veteran we're just going to say he's a veteran right because that gets harder to do
0: iron man was it wasn't vietnam that was he was korean war but yeah, yeah exactly or korean yeah. war yeah
1: you know so yeah so they change it up so i get it um but to me like you can firmly always entrench the jsa you know because again hawkman that's easy he died and then this is just reincarnation yeah. version exactly yeah uh, but anyway, so yeah, so that, that's I'm I'm very excited to see how this arc will continue and how the storyline goes. Uh, Plastic Man will be hitting its fifth issue out of that max or that mini series of six issues. Now here's another one that's a big investment, but I know one of our regular contributors, Ian, he loved the story and he's definitely told me to check it out a lot, so I, I need to. Uh, this is Red Hood and the Outlaws, the new 52 omnibus. So this was the first time where DC decided to say, hey, let's let's take Red Hood, uh, let's take Red Arrow, Arsenal. Roy Harper, Speedy, whatever you want to call him, and Starfire, and let's just try something. So they became the Outlaws, and it really was a very successful book that came out of the New Fifty Two, mm-hmm. to the point where it's granted it's been reincarnated, but it's still part of today's rebirth um, comics. I guess is a good way to phrase yeah, it. Yeah, so, when
0: New Fifty Two started, uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws was probably one of my favorites out of the Fifty Two titles that started that right. came that yeah. came about um i just stopped reading comics hall in general for like a, a few years and then um when i came back it was red hood and the outlaws but now it was uh red hood red bizarro, hood, bizarro, and bizarro artemis, and, right and yeah artemis so yeah. i i do wonder where the where the the team jump is and all that but <laughs> I, I haven't gone back to research it. If, yeah. if there is, like, I don't know if Rebirth just started and he was just like, oh, I'm going to start a new team kind of thing. Or, or... I kind of
1: felt like that was it, but I, I don't know. I think there may have been at least one change during the new 52 era. Mm. but I could be wrong. Uh, but, yeah, but definitely a great book. Uh, you know, again, the omnibuses are fantastic. A very fine collection there as well. Uh, and Continuing on, the newest issue of Red Hood Outlaw, issue 27 will be out there. So I'll explore more of the changes on Jason Todd and what he's doing. Uh, Supergirl issue 23 will be out there with Supergirl hunting down the person who destroyed Kandor. Superman number four continues the Bendis Adventures, and era of Superman. Terrifics volume one meet the Terrifics trade paperback will be out there. That is probably the best thing to come out of metal in my opinion. I think that was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Titans 27 and Wonder Woman issue 56 will be out there as well. Um, let's see. Uh, I know the boys recently has been getting a lot of talk because they're moving onto a TV show on the Amazon platform, if I'm correct. Correct.
0: And we just got the first teaser trailer for that, uh, show over the weekend from New York Comic-Con, which... I mean, I was already excited for the show. I'm even more excited now.
1: Oh, good. That's good to hear. Well, if if any of you wants to go back and read the comics, Dynamite Entertainment will be helping you out. As they will be releasing the trade paperbacks, collecting the full saga of the boys. Now so. that's
0: interesting, the full saga, because like as I know it, and I but could be completely off, is that they started off on Vertigo, and then they got two. Um, Extreme, I guess, for even the yeah, kind of vertigo like, they, uh, like imprint. So they uh, they went to another company, and I guess it, was, it would be Dynamite. Is that where they're at now?
1: That's where they're at now, at least for the reprints. Okay. I don't know. I don't know how it works if they're if they went somewhere before Dynamite, but maybe I think they. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> but that so that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, I guess if they can get a hold of all the the issues, and I, I I assume whoever the creator is has the rights to it, and that's what and that's what it is. Oh yeah, definitely. so is it Garth? Is it Garth Ennis that, that I think created? it's Garth
1: Ennis and maybe Dylan. Steve Dylan was his artist. I'm not too okay. sure. I think because I know they had a great a great run with their Punisher, and I'm not too sure if they continued the boys as just a way to work with each other on the DC side of the fence. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I'm definitely I'm interested. I'll probably read the first storyline and try to catch some of the episodes myself. So we'll have to see. Uh, but switching gears, going to the Marvel side of things, you have Amazing Spider-Man issue 7. We'll see more of the struggles of Peter Parker and his roommate, Cap- or the Boomerang. The Boomerang, uh, yeah. I captain, captain Boomerang. He hasn't made it that far yet. But, uh, <laughs> so anyways, we'll see how Pete is handling that. As Guardians of the Galaxy, issue 1 is getting a second printing. So if you missed out and you're interested, you got a second opportunity. Avengers issue two will get a fifth printing and Avengers issue seven will get a second printing and then Avengers issue nine will finally come out. Um, this will actually be issue 699 because Avengers issue 10 will be issue 700. So this would probably be a good segue into what's going to happen for their big um 700th appearance of Avengers, so that'll be exciting. Uh, sad to say, but excited to read Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, issue 25. Uh, I am very thankful for two years, two plus years of Ben Riley, and I'm excited to see where he goes. Uh, I hope Kane sticks along for the ride as well, and you know, let's let's see some Scarlet Spiders down the way. Are you sure that happens. was two years? I mean, I know it's 25 issues, but did they not? Did they I not believe they kept it monthly. Like he, they didn't keep it. Bi- actually, monthly? you know what? You're a, right. I think some of them did so. It might be, yeah, maybe close to like 18 months then. Because
0: I was going to say, I don't, I don't remember Clone Saga being that far back, well, not two re- years back.
1: Well, yeah, well, like, or yeah, clone the, the Clone Conspiracy would have been probably two years ago, yeah, because that's what helped launch the book. So, yeah, you're right. I'm taking it at a monthly value, but you're right. They did have some months where they were putting out two issues. So, I mean, at least it was consistent and early, then. I can't yeah, complain. Oh, yeah, <laughs> you can't complain. Uh, but anyways, yeah, I've been enjoying this book. I can't wait to see how they're going to end the saga of Ben Riley. Um, I hope he finds redemption. He's one of my favorite characters. And, you know, he was like, I, I guess like I, I, I look through, I look at him with, you know, Fondness from nostalgia as a kid when I read the Spider Saga, because or the Clone Saga, because was like, "Oh shit!" I didn't think it was. You know, yeah. I thought he was a great character. Uh, I used to love when they talk about him in MC2. You know, oh, your Uncle Ben. You know, right, I was like, oh, right. That's so cool that that legacy continue to get to be a part of it. But anyways, uh, moving along, we have Captain America Issue 2 of the new series. We'll be getting a third printing, and then Captain America Issue 4 will be out. This series has been fantastic. I highly recommend it. Uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider Issue 3 will be getting a second printing as well. Man, Marvel's really been hitting it out of the park. They're doing a lot of reprints of comics because they're selling out, so that's good.
0: So I know we're going to be talking about that a little bit later, but just out of NYCC, I know they had a mystery cover with uh, Cosmic Ghost Rider. Oh, yes, the new Guardians lineup. And so do you have any insight or speculation on who those people are?
1: You know, honestly, I, I, it's Donnie Coates writing it, and he is all over the place. So, I mean, like, we could probably, like, for some, I have a feeling. The big flat top has to be Groot, right? I, You know, I couldn't really tell. Like, I don't know, maybe it was just the way I looked at the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't see as much definition. I would imagine it'd be great to have Groot on the team, but I hear Rocket is actually going to be, going to the Avengers. Mm. So I don't really see having one of them or none of them. I, I see both of them or none of them. Right. You know? The other, the other flat top that I thought it might be, maybe Gladiator? I was thinking Gladiator because I was looking at that big teaser that they had that said Guardians of the Galaxy and it had everything to Starjammers, to the Shiar Empire, the Guards of the Shiar Empire. Mm-hmm. The Imperial Guards, that's their name. <laughs> So I could definitely I could see him, but I kind of feel like Better a Bill should make the cut sometime. He hasn't mm-hmm. been used. He could be a wild card. So I don't know, but I'm just honestly I'm just hopeful for Star Lord. I I hope he makes it out alive <laughs> because when this Infinity Wars ends, there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy special, Fallen Guardian, and. We don't know. I, I mean, mean <laughs>
0: doesn't it see? I mean, it, to me, kind of seems like the obvious would be Gamora. She's the right. one that's running around killing people and trying to get the stones together.
1: But it's the obvious, so maybe it that's is why obvious. There, you're right, but yeah. You know, so I don't know, but um, no. Sadly, I, I like I said. I think, <laughs> excuse me. I think when I looked at it, it just I couldn't really make heads or tails of the image. Yeah, it is just one giant black blob. So I I couldn't really see any shape-defining stuff. But I hope um, they put out more stuff. If I remember correctly, I was looking at last week's Marvel Universe magazine that was given out free to comic book shops. And I I think it's like you tweet out, we are the guardians, or hashtag we are the guardians, and the more tweets they get, the more they'll start revealing. So hopefully that'll help for them to start You know, planting those seeds because, yeah, for them just to reveal Cosmic Cosmic Ghost Rider, I was like, okay, so we got one. (laughs) It looks like that's a pretty big squad. (laughs) So, yeah, I'm very hopeful to see more. Uh, My only pull is, like I said, I I hope Star-Lord's there. Yeah, that's my thing. Now, I'm looking forward to, though, I can't wait for Cosmic Ghost Rider to come to Earth and meet the Punisher. You know, and, like, I would just love to see their reaction because, again, they're the same man. I mean, yes, I know you you sprinkle on those extra superpowers, but at its essence, that's Frank. So that'd be kind of cool to see. Um let's see. Well moving along, so Domino hits her 7th issue. I've been hearing good stuff about that series. Uh Spider-Geddon will be kicking into full gear, so if you miss the prequel, not the prequel. Yeah, well, I guess the prequel. Um but the lead-up issues, Edge of Spider-Geddon, Edge of Spider-Geddon issues 1 and 2 will both be getting second prints, and those are basically just a collection of stories for the characters that will probably play some important parts. Uh Extermination 2 will be getting a second printing. This book is killing me because it just got drawn out all the way till December. So I'm like, ah, yeah. you know, like we should be we should already be almost done. But, you know, but it's a good quality book. So if you weren't sure about it, I give it my stamp of approval. I highly recommend it. Uh, Hunt for Wolverine Dead Ends issue one. will be getting a second printing. Now, I'm not sure if that was just a single issue or if that's another mini-series that leads up to the Hunt for Wolverine. Uh, why are we hunting Wolverine? So we can give him the bill. That's mm. why. Ice <laughs> womp, womp. Uh, Iceman is back. His second issue of his five-part series will be out there. Immortal Hulk issue seven will be out there as well. Um, I'm excited because they're going to have, it won't be now, but it's going to be leading towards it. The Immortal Hulk will be having a showdown with the Avengers. And then the next story arc will be something the Immortal Hulk and Hell And from what I understand, it sounds like it'll be Banner is split from the Hulk. Both of them are in hell. And the Hulk actually looks very malnourished. Mm. So this is going to be interesting to see what happens because he's immortal. Well, what happens when you're in hell and how is that all going to play out? (laughs) So I'm very excited to see. Uh, Infinity Wars issue one will be getting a third printing just in time for Infinity Wars issue four to be out on the stands. Um, I'm not going to lie. I've been liking this series, but I feel like it just kind of lost lackluster. I think... With this whole infinity warps getting spread out, it kind of killed it for me. Like, it, now it's like I forget what's going on because I've been reading so much outside story. So I don't know. So, but I, I'm hoping for a good conclusion on that one. Um, Devin Grayson is writing Domino, correct?
0: No, no. Uh, that is uh Gail Simone Gail
1: Simone okay I apologize uh but anyways well Devin Grayson's a great writer and her Marvel Knights Black Widow collection will be well her and Greg Rucka teaming up that will actually be completed in one trade as part of the Marvel Knights uh releases so I would definitely recommend picking that up it's uh it was a good story it had very beautiful art and I think it did a lot for Black Widow herself Um, let's see, moving on New Mutants Dead Souls will be collected in trade, remember when that was supposed to be and released with their movie yes, (laughs) (laughs) the whole series has been put out and now here's the trade, still no movie, (laughs) yeah, still
0: no movie, we'll even see if the movie even, even comes out at this point
1: Yeah, no kidding, right? Uh, But now to the main event, Spider-Geddon Part 1 of 5 will be out there. Many variant covers to choose from. uh, Pick something you like. (laughs) (laughs) Spider-Man Deadpool Issue 40 will be out. And now here comes the stuff I love that I think is great, the True Believer series. So we have some what-ifs to focus on. We have what if Dr. Doom had become a hero? What if Spider-Man rescued Gwen Stacy? Now that one is fantastic. It's got some great Gil Kane art, just a deep emotional story. j jonah jameson this is one of his biggest moments i feel that i've read and it's not in continuity which is kind of sad but i highly recommend that one by like five of them uh venom issue one will be getting a fifth printing venom issue two will be getting a fourth printing god it's like a movie came out uh and then just in time for venom issue seven uh venom first host issue one of five will be getting a second printing along with issue two um Now, we have some new what-ifs. So, these are brand new. These are not reprints or anything. So, we have what-if Punisher number one. Now, this is basically where Pete gets bitten by the spider. Uncle Ben dies, and he takes more a Frank Castle route. Oh, wow. But I see him in the black costume. So, I'm curious if the symbiote will be involved or if it's just supposed to, like, kind of show his style. You know what I'm saying? But what I find interesting is on that cover as well, so he's kind of got like a symbiote look. It's still got the skull. But instead of web shooters, they're like guns. Like you still see him doing his thwipping, but then there's shots being fired from out of his wrist as well. Hmm. So it's like, holy cow, that's going to be insane. So I know I'm picking up that one because to see an angry Pete, wow, that's crazy. (laughs) Uh, X-23 will be on her fifth issue. X-Men Black continues, and this week we'll be looking at Mojo. And this book will actually continue on with the apocalypse story that's in the back of each issue. So last week we had X-Men Black Magneto, which started the apocalypse story, and we have some spoilers. Uh, Apocalypse is actually becoming human. So this will continue up where that goes. And then a couple of quick trade paperbacks, X-Men, Cyclops, and Phoenix, past and present. Uh, This is great because it'll actually, or sorry, past and future. Uh, The first part is the honeymoon of Scott and Jean where they go to the future to raise a young Cable. And this is how we discover the origins of the difference between Cable and Strife. And then the next time they travel, they go into the past, and that's where we have the origin of Mr. Sinister, who wasn't a mutant. He was transformed by Apocalypse to become that. Mm. Uh, Then you have the Magneto War, you know, I remember there being a lot of talk of this, but I've never read the story. So I don't know if it's good or bad. And then the last one is Uncanny Origins, which basically will take all those X-Men Origin one-shots and put them all together in a nice handy trade paperback for you. So that's what's on the stands. Good luck and shop wisely. <laughs> uh, all right. So I just want to talk about
0: Yumacon uh, real quick. I mean, we had uh, a, a, a good little turnout for our, our, our city's uh, – annual comic-con yeah. um we had we had some in, we had some great independent comic book creators you know i did an interview with uh with with two of them uh, the mark of kings uh out of entity i entertainment nice. and then uh orlando harding who wrote uh red Riding hood or rrh and night stalker uh, he has some big news about both of those that are going to be coming out pretty soon. He said within the next six weeks. That's awesome. So uh, listen to our interview where he talks about that and uh, and NCTI or uh, Star or not Nightstar, I'm sorry, Mark, the Mark of Kings and then their next book Continuum when that's going to be coming out. We have those interviews coming out this week. Um, but we i mean also there was great cosplayers and and uh authors we had you know we had all kinds of great people it's it's a it's a small intimate con at this moment but it's only going to be getting bigger every year
1: well and i think it's neat because it's to that point it's at that point where it's love mm-hmm. it's love of whatever you know cosplaying writing comics reading comics you know, going on the hunt for those small items that you're missing for your collection. because mm-hmm. you know, I saw from the pictures that you all posted. It looked good. Like, there were a lot of people just genuinely having fun being there. And that's what's fun because a lot of conventions, like, it's funny because I look at some of my friends who go to the bigger conventions and I laugh because, you know, they post up the big pictures, but then when you read on their wall or their feed, it's like, I'm so tired, (laughs) you know? So it's like, at least with the YumaCon, with it, it's still in its golden age. It's, you know, people can go have fun, enjoy themselves, and they still got the whole day ahead of them. And they're not going to their hotel and being like, oh, God, I just want to die.
0: (laughs) You're also not waiting in a long ass line for anything you're not you know you're not uh you're you're able to sit down and talk with creators you know comic book creators or authors or uh cosplayers that are being that have been invited or you know other cosplayers that are just there for, for the fun yeah so uh we also have we also have some we have three interviews with uh, uh three of the cosplayers that were at the convention that were asked to be there as guests we had um miss cat cosplay uh, amber bright props cosplay and also angie viper cosplay so you know uh, look look under our website our facebook for all those interviews and go and support them on their uh, social media platforms as well now out of new york city comic-con which i would say is probably the second biggest
1: after san diego comic-con
0: like industry-wise
1: i, I definitely could agree i agree with you on that yeah
0: um there was a lot of comic book uh, uh, a lot of comic book news that that came out of there i think one of the stories that interested me the most and it's something that we talk about a lot on this comic book podcast and i gotta in say i you life.
1: oh you know it was so cool so i woke up that morning i don't know if you had seen the news or not um i don't think the official news so i cheated and i always start my morning off at bleeding cool mm. uh, you know buyer beware but <laughs> when i saw that image <clears throat> of young justice jumping out, I couldn't text you fast enough. <laughs> I was like, "This, I like, I, like, I can't like, I, I may or may like, I don't have the love like you do for that team, right?" But to share that made my day. Right, you know? I was like, oh my god! And you know, Bendis is a great writer. I mm-hmm. mean, well, okay, he's a good writer. You know, but and this is like the book I think can be awesome. Like, I feel like this can be Ultimate Spider-Man. Again.
0: That's exactly what I was thinking too. was like I, I, at first I was like, well, you know, Bendis is Defenders and stuff like that. So I don't understand why he's gonna be doing kids. I was like, wait, Ultimate Spider-Man. He yep. did Ultimate Spider-Man, and that was a good book. So if he can do the same with the uh, with the Young Justice team of connor kent tim drake and and bart allen like i'm all for it but how does this fit in so i understand this is his imprint teen book uh teen like teen um yeah so
1: basically it's a teen imprint because there'll be the four books young justice dial h for hero uh the wonder twins and i think a brand new character i think okay um
0: but the it's not going to con- exist in the normal... no. It should be
1: in the continuity. So then, how is Tim
0: Drake? Like I understand Connor Kent and Bart Allen because they don't exist in the in the the continuity right now, except for Bart Allen just showed up in Flash. But like, how does Tim Drake leave uh, Batman and him? His,
1: those people and why not? <laughs> I mean, I guess <laughs> I not to, to be that flippant about it, but it's like to me. I, I mean, you look at Gotham. It's like that city is. Well protected. He did, you know? True. And I mean, he did it before with the original Young Justice. So I say, why not? Like, definitely put him there. Things that I found interesting though, because I, I've, I, and again, I mean, nothing is true until we see the actual first issue. But from the sound of it, it sounds like it will be in continuity stories. So okay. like this will be part of the DC Rebirth. Uh, they'll probably spend time explaining, like, "Oh, here's how you know Connor came back. We saw Bart return, and Tim never left." Right. So we'll see that. Um, you know, I think I think I saw Donna Troy on that art as well. I believe so as well. So you know that'll that well be not Donna Troy. Special. No, not sorry, yeah, not that. Sandy, um, Sandy Cassmark, Cass the Wonder Girl. Cassie yeah. Sandmark. Cassie Sandmark, there you go. You said it so convincing, You're right? right. <laughs> but uh, so anyway, so I think that's where the, the explanation will come, like where did these characters come from, where they've been, what's been happening. Um, but I, I, I'm just, I'm, I want a positive comic. Now, some of the things I found interesting, though, it almost looks like there's a little bit of a regression, though, because, okay, now, granted, yes, you made me think about that at the end of Flash War. We already saw Bart in the Impulse costume. Mm-hmm. So he's not Kid Flash. He's not any of that. Uh Superboy, you know, he's going back to his jacket look, black, which yeah. I don't know if you would say it's iconic or not. You know, like, it's definitely his first appearance look. Yeah. I don't know if it's his iconic look. i then- definitely say I'd like the
0: black leather jacket better than the blue and uh, red jacket that he ended up having it towards the end of... Uh, oh, yeah, I think he yeah, yeah. had kind of that
1: flair to it, yeah. Um, and, but
0: I, I would assume it's to, to make him different from Jonathan.
1: Well, I think so, and you're right. That's right, Jonathan does wear a jacket. But then again, Jonathan has a cape, while Connor doesn't. So. Which
0: I also want to say is... Was that Bendis planting this idea of, of this Young Justice team again back in like issue one of uh, oh, Man of Steel? Man of Steel or whatever? Because he yeah, saw those posters. Those posters on, on Jonathan's wall. Oh, hell yeah. It had to have been, right? But he knew. He knew. He knew he was bringing <laughs> Connor Kent back.
1: Yeah. You know, well, but that's the thing. That's what's so fun about it is like. Ben does hide stuff in his comics. Uh-huh. He's always done that. And that's what's neat because like if you look at I'm not sure if it's Action or Superman. I think it's Action. But like every time you see Clark's desk, you have to read it. Oh, that's the new chalkboard. Yeah, yeah. You know, because there's all those sticky notes and there's things that are like, you know, call so and so and it's like, oh, they had a they have a guest appearance coming. Oh my god, <laughs> we knew back in issue 4, you know. So all those types of things, so he loves to plant those seeds. He loves to generate that buzz. So I'm excited, but one last thing that I did notice on Tim, it's the single R. Right. It wasn't the double R. Yeah, that's what that's where I was going. I was like, I don't Yeah. I, so I'm curious to see like what will happen in that regard. You know, so plus I, plus the Tim that's
0: in continuity right now, the one that just got back from the whatever zone that Mr. Oz yeah, had him. Yeah. Right. Um that that Tim was at the age of he was supposed to be going off to college, you know, like him and Stephanie had been talking about that, and he decided he wasn't going to go to college. But obviously, I mean, the art to me looks like it's regressing him, regressing him back at least three years, maybe 15, 16 years old. Yeah,
1: no, definitely, they, they do look younger, especially Bart. You know, yeah, Bart yeah, does. um, I, yeah. So I mean, who knows? Maybe the first issue could be kind of like, hey, let's let's redo the origin, and then we'll jump into how they found themselves, and then we go from there. I don't know, but I'm I'm stoked. Like I, I saw those <laughs> character sheets, it's. That's a generation like I always feel bad for fans because like I think I think as a Hal Jordan fan, I get it, you know, where Mm -hmm. it's like your favorite character. It's like, hey, they're not selling and let's just betray the shit out of them. (laughs) And there you go. Now, I didn't mind Parallax. I didn't mind Spectre. You know, we did our time and we got Rebirth and it just made everything bigger and better. But it's a shame because that's how I want comics to be. You know, I want Tony Stark, I want James Rhodes, I re- I want Riri Williams, I want all of it. You know, I want Pepper Potts. I have no problem there being the Iron Squad. You know, uh, there you go, Marvel freebie. <laughs> uh, but you know, like uh, you know, I want Eric Masterson. You can bring back, back because, the Iron Works. Yeah, there you go, right there. Well, that was DC, right? Was Wasn't that not- steel? Oh, no, that's Steelworks.
0: Oh, Steelworks. Oh, Ironworks. Ironworks,
1: yeah. yeah, So that's Tony's new company. (laughs) Uh, But, you know, like, I want that stuff. I I have no problem with those groups being bigger, you know? Like, I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, like, who's going to lead the title? No, that probably stares, stays with the character title holder. But, you know, mini series can happen, teams can be formulated, different chemistry, see what happens. So it's always sad when you see somebody get taken off the table. And with Young Justice, that was a generation of characters that were taken off the table. You know, so it's mm-hmm. exciting to see them back. Now, here's a question I want to ask you. So, I've been noticing recently that Kyle Rayner, Green Lantern has been popping up in the Titans book, mm-hmm. so let's say you know because they're bringing so much back, Connor is coming back now. I just lost his name Connor Hawk, Connor Hawk Okay. Connor okay. Hawk, he starts going how do you put him? Do you just say heck with it, make him younger, put him in young justice, or do you keep him at that Titans age? And put him in Titans, but then now, he, well, I guess Roy Harper's gone, so that yeah. doesn't have to worry about that. I mean, that. yeah, if I,
0: if I was going to do that, because I would want to see um, Sissy King back at the Young Justice age, you know, Okay. Yeah. so that he she could be Arrowhead again. Uh, it just
1: clicked. King and Queen. Exactly, wow, yeah. How did I not see that?
0: <laughs> and then there's, uh, and but then Connor Hawk, yes, I would love to see him over on Titans with Nightwing's team, you know. Just uh to be just to even that out, I guess is the best way to put it. Right. But uh yeah, I mean, I've always, I mean we've talked about this so many times. Is like, why isn't there a Teen Lantern? In well, it's right? happening. Yeah.
1: So it's happening. I don't know how I feel about the whole though. Like he's hacking the lantern. You know, like, it's like <laughs> what? You know, but I will state this, and this is a flaw I felt DC should have. So, okay, people are already like, I mean, we have so many Lanterns. <sighs> Here's another one. Another Earthbound an- you know, Lantern. Another earth- Earthbound Lantern. Yeah. So it's almost like, would it have been a, a safer play to just have it be a teen alien? That w- I think that would have been a good idea just because... Like Lagoon Boy fit the Aquaman role. Right, you exactly. Know? You
0: you need to have an alien presence on the just- Young Justice team because I think that's what they ended up getting with Slowbo. But like you need you need something like I mean because you even though uh, what's his name Uh, Connor Kent is half Kryptonian he's still very much he's Earth he's he's Earth looking he's human looking Uh, you got Miss Martian she came in but now she's on Titans yeah so yeah I mean give it like a whole I don't know what a, a whole planet in some sector that gets destroyed and you know the ring saves one kid who was trying to help people even though he's a kid. Yeah. And or- now Hal is like, well, I don't know what to do with this kid. I can't take care of her kid. I'll shove him on Young Justice kind of thing. Like, yeah. they can raise him kind yeah. of thing.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. It's just like I said, it's just like I'm excited for it. I get the diversity and all that, but I'm just like, another Earthling, though? Yeah. Like, like, Why is Earth God. so special with the Green Lanterns? Yeah, you know, <laughs> like, it's like, holy cow, that's a lot I feel people. like the
0: other Green Lanterns should be like, What's going on here? Like, yeah. why does What's Earth? What's wrong with your planet? <laughs> Earth is one planet out of a whole sector. It's not even a sector itself. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a very good point. So, uh, I don't know. That that's that is very very interesting. Um, yeah, so, I'm excited for said. Teen
1: Lantern, but I'm just kind of like, oh, bummer. I felt there could have been a different route. What
0: do you think uh, about the new Wonder Twins um, book? Like, I read something where it was talking about how. I uh, saw that they were going to redo the origins of the Wonder Twins. Now, if I understand correctly, the Wonder Twins brought about through Hanna Barbera, right? They were, I
1: believe so. Yeah, from the TV show, and then
0: they were rolled in, right? So, um, in the art that I saw, and I don't know if this is the the most current art or not, <laughs> they had changed their emblems that are on their chests from triangles to almost like Superman. Superman, symbols. yeah, Superman symbols in. So what what's their two names? It's um, Zan and
1: Jane, if I remember. Zan, Zan, and Jan.
0: Yeah. So Zan, I mean, his is almost it's a Z, but I guess, yeah. or and it almost looks like a uh, a Zod symbol or S symbol, and then Jan's is, has the J in there. But yeah. So what I mean, what do you make of the one? Like, is the Wonder Twins something important? I'm pretty sure that <laughs> didn't he have that April Fool's joke way back when that he was gonna be doing. Wonder Twins,
1: Something like that, yeah. I so think that was, making uh, it a, a, a real it thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, you're more kind than I am because I could give two craps. Okay. I have just never gotten into them. Um Could they pop up somewhere? Sure. You know, I just, I don't know. Like I, you know, like we were just talking before we started this podcast, where it's like, God, I'm getting so many comics. I need to trim back because. <laughs> so I mean, that's a corner of that that imprint that I could see myself not exploring and it's just I've never I mean I guess maybe just because the uh the campiness of the cartoon super friends where it's like I can never get that out of my head I hope you know I I hope that they become something worthwhile but I don't know it's like I, I I do I am interested to see like okay what's gonna happen with you know, with them, why do they have super symbols, those, you know, diamond-shaped Superman logos? So yeah. I, I just don't know, but, yeah, I don't know. It's it, didn't, it wasn't enough of an intrigue. I mean, I see that they have Gleek there, so it's like, oh, cool, at least the monkey made it. <laughs> but that's about all I can see with that, so I don't know. Um, but the one that I am intrigued with, and it's going to be tough because I don't know if I want to do it or not, Dial H for Hero will now be put into this... A teen imprint.
0: So do you think they're going to give it to a teen? Is that yes, is that it's, what it's going to be? It's going to be a
1: brand new kid with, the, with the, the phone this time instead of it just oh. being the dial. Do you uh, think the
0: dial itself will, will take on the form of a phone like to update it? I
1: think so. I think it, it plays with that nostalgia factor. Somebody probably found the dial, put it into a phone because they thought it was a rotary, and there, mm. there's the prop and stuff like that. I'm kind of excited because I want to see um, – I want to see the guest stars in it because if I remember correctly, I think I read somewhere that he said he was going to bring Robbie Reed back and that'd be cool. Um, but at the same time, the only reason I really liked dial H for hero was when they did hero. Uh, it was a, it was a, I want to say like a 20 some issue series. Um, Oh, man, I can't remember the guy who wrote it. I'm so sad. I'm ashamed of myself right now. <laughs> uh, but he wrote it, and the first four issues were amazing. I think was, I remember this. At, yeah, the this suicide run. one. Yeah. The kid yeah. calls the the hero hotline to say he's going to commit suicide, and you know he winds up not. And it was just such a beautiful series. But I don't know if those characters will make the jump into this book or yeah. not. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, hey, that's cool. You're getting a legacy out of the deal. But, yeah, I don't know. So... And then the other book was Pearl, which was interesting because it was originally announced as a six-issue mini. Then it got bumped to being a full, ongoing series. But I don't know what Pearl's going to be. I don't know if she's a legacy or is this the brand-new character.
0: Probably brand-new, just like That's, his Scarlet yeah. and uh, his other stuff.
1: Yeah, so that'll be interesting.
0: So any other uh, news out of uh, NYCC that you love to talk about?
1: Well, let's see. So some of the, some quick bullet points. Um the newest trailer for Daredevil season three on Netflix. Oh my god! <laughs> like Bullseye, hell. But what yes. do you think?
0: Of, I mean, it seems like they're giving Bullseye an origin story, and from what I know, Bullseye doesn't have one. You don't even know his real name.
1: Yeah, like they've they've played with some stuff. Yeah, like they've they've kind of done that where it's like, oh, he was a high school baseball phenomenon. Right. He went from high school baseball to pitching in the majors, and he got bored, and he killed his last batter. Right. Um. You know, there's been some talk that he did wet work for the United. States, I mean, you know, this is, they're
0: definitely making him an FBI uh, agent in this, and he's just—he's almost like he's bored. He's yeah. like, I, I don't, I, you know, it's, I could have killed those people, and I should have, kind of thing. And now, looks like Wilson Fisk is going to give him a Daredevil suit and be like, "Hey, go be Daredevil for me." You
1: know, that's that, that to me. That's what does it. I could care less about the other stuff. It's just the fact that it's like, ooh, because that is like such a. It was like when Ann O'Senti was on the book right after Inferno, and it was like I think she left the book. And nobody really knew what to do. And then Matt found himself. He became Battling Jack. Mm-hmm. That was his name. And he was wandering around homeless with amnesia. And he was just a fighter. And then Bullseye was like, fuck this. I need Daredevil back. What can I do? I know. And he started wearing the Daredevil <laughs> costume and just doing heinous acts, basically trying to get Matt to wake up. Oh, wow. You know, But it's like to see that part bring in um maggie in there as well i'm I'm, i don't care about the origin story because it'll be the show i trust that it'll be all right but i mean just everything about it looks fantastic like i i wish i could just get excited about charlie cox being daredevil that's the only part and it's like that's not bad so i mean if that's all i have to complain about so no i'm i'm hyped for that they're also going to have in the comics, so Daredevil's going to die, I'm making air quotes as I say that, Uh and so the Daredevil book will end, and as we saw on the issue, it's Daredevil taking off his mask, standing in a field with what we think to be Karen Page, and she's wearing the clothes she last wore, uh, so we don't know what's going to happen. Then we're going to get a five-issue weekly series called The Man Without Fear, and it's very much somebody's running around New York In the black costume that's on the show. So I'm excited to see what that's going to happen. So I think we're going to get some exciting Daredevil comics. Um, I just hope that with the success of this season, we get an awesome bullseye story. Because it's been a while. So I'm very excited to see what that will be. Green Lantern. uh, The Green Lantern. So I'm very excited to see what Grant Morrison is going to do there. There's been a lot of interviews because he's been promoting season 2 of Happy. So he's been talking a lot about the green lantern boat and I'm excited for it. Like he just really hit a big nerve that even like made me go back and question my silver age roots You know, when uh, John Broom was writing this stuff, he very much was just into this Jack Kruick. I guess he's an author and he wrote about, you know, just chucking everything to the wind and going off and finding your own. And you can kind of see that in the Silver Age with Hal. It's like, Hal's like, Carol, I love you. And she's like, I don't love you. So he's like, fuck this. I leave Ferris Aircraft. I become a toy salesman. I become (laughs) a truck driver. And then next thing you know, he teams up with Ollie Quinn and then we go on that whole adventure. And it's like, you know, but. Like, Grand Morrison was like, well, yeah, can you imagine this guy? He's been across the universe. He went on to civilizations where everybody understood they were all the same species. They didn't get hung up on the bullshit we get hung up on. And I'm like, oh, my God, what a crazy way to look at how, because a lot of people are like, oh, well, Hal's boring? And it's like, yeah, but. That's because you haven't read those adventures, you know, I mean, here's a guy that like, so I'm very excited to see what Grant's going to do, you know, and I hope he references time as parallax and the specter. I mean, yeah, you might seem disattached because it's like, I've seen more. This is not all that there is, you know, so I was like, huh, that's kind of cool. Um, on the Marvel side of the fence, uh, they had the X-Men panel yesterday, so luckily I uh, was waking up and I, I caught the, the early part of that. And they've got me foaming at the mouth. Come January, there's going to be X, or sorry, Uncanny X-Men Annual number 1. And the uh, tagline is Cyclops, Dead or Alive. And then the cover is a bunch of Cyclopses piling on each other with the uh, uh, Josh Whedon-era Astonishing X-Men Cyclops you know optic blasting to the sky um i i miss cyclops i hope this is going to be the start of his return his redemption something uh give me a reason to be enjoying these (laughs) x-men comics. so i was very stoked um i think that was about some of the big points that came out of the convention for me so um yeah i'm 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 excited i think there's going to be a lot of positive uh comics coming out i think marvel and dc when they're competing we win so I'm very stoked. Uh, what about yourself? Any other bullet points?
0: No, no. That's uh, pretty much all the stuff that I saw coming out of there So uh, that I'm excited about and uh, can't wait to see what else happens. Nice. So getting
1: on with our challenge for this week. So we are going to make the DC Comics. We're going to take their magic team. We're going to give them some balls. We're going to make our own Midnight Suns. That's right. Uh, we're going to base it off the eight-person lineup that Smallwood put out there with Hannibal King, Doctor Strange, The Punisher, Blade, Jennifer Kale, Ghost Rider, Moon Knight, and Hellstrom. And we're going to make our own badass, supernatural DC Comics team.
0: So if, I mean, just a little rehash of who each one of these characters are. Punisher obviously not having any real ties to magic himself. So why would you think that uh, Smallwood would put put Punisher on the team?
1: In my opinion, I think obviously for style. Mm -hmm. I think just the look that would attract a fan base. But he's going to be the one who could look into the, like, going back to that Justice League Dark movie where you had that Reaper and it's afraid uh, of Batman. That's what Punisher brings. He's going to be the guy who's like, give me that fucking totem. I'll go slay it myself. <laughs> like, he will be the guy. He'll pull the trigger, obviously.
0: <laughs> Doctor Strange on the team, obviously
1: huge, uh,
0: you know, ties to the magic world in oh, yeah. Marvel Universe. He, does he... Do you see him as the leader of the team? Is he a consultant? Is he... A- I
1: see him as your oracle. Okay. Like he's the one who's got his finger in every pie. He's know what's going on. He might alert them to disaster, but I don't think he's the leader.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh Hannibal King. Now, I, I would say not very many people are gonna know who Hannibal King are is. Yeah. Uh I mean I mostly just know him from Blade Trinity, the movie. And right. I mean, played by Ron Reynolds. I, I enjoy that movie. I enjoyed Ron Reynolds' character as that. I have no idea if that's how the character is portrayed in the comic book.
1: Same here. Uh I know like I think he piled around with Blade early on, so I think he's there by association. You know, he just brings some knowledge to the team. He's you know? he's
0: obviously a, a knowledgeable of vampires
1: yeah so that's what he brings to the team natural uh history of vampires and the undead maybe stretching
0: hellstrom hellstrom is the son of satan so obviously big ties to the the supernatural universe and and do you see him as a person that as that's trying to redeem himself or do you see him more of like hey i need to uh get out from underneath the shadow of my of my father
1: I kind of see him, I think I go more with that latter. you know, like, hey, just because my dad's the devil doesn't mean I'm a bad guy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he could almost even be like John Constantine of the team, where it's like, I skirt on the side of heaven and hell, and because of who my father is, people associate me with this. No, that's not what I'm here for, you mm-hmm. know, so that's kind of how I'd play him.
0: I mean, the last I saw him, I mean, we obviously saw him in Damnation, but I, I think I saw more of him in uh, Spirits, Spirits of Vengeance, of vengeance yeah. yeah, miniseries that they did. And in that, like he, uh, it, like he was more offended that people were using his name, you know, than <laughs> it was that they were doing bad. So uh, obviously, he's kind of always out for himself, kind of thing. Which John Constantine's always out for himself. So yeah. your comparison is really great. Uh, Blade, uh, also known as Eric Brooks, the the half vampire, half human knight, the, the daywalker. daywalker. Yeah. <laughs> um. I mean, he's just an all around vampire killing machine, and I think. They've they've done they've used him more than just vampires now in Marvel Comics. Oh yeah,
1: he's definitely he's grown to you know from vampire hunter to monster hunter to mm-hmm. supernatural you know uh, agent. Yeah, supernatural slayer. <laughs> I was trying or, to know? find an S word that'll help me there. But, <laughs> so, but he's my pick to be the leader. Oh, like I think okay. he's the one who's like you know what I'm sick of this shit spilling into the Marvel universe. I'm gonna make this team. Let's go and clean it up.
0: Mm. So I mean, he's almost like he almost like your Batman then, because you know, to me, Blade's always the the loner. He's he's gonna do things on his own, but uh, but like Batman, who always does things on his own, is probably going to utilize a team to the best that he can. Yeah, like exactly.
1: Like he picks these players for their strengths, and it's like, so yeah. So that's how I view him on this. So Moon Knight, Moon Knight.
0: Oh, I I skipped over one. I'm sorry. Ghost Rider. Well,
1: well, yeah. Uh, Ghost Rider. So I I take advantage of him recently being the king of hell. Mm -hmm. But plus, he's the only person who's actually... The way I view it, he's going to be the first person to actually have made a deal with the devil and beat it Mm -hmm. even though the devil cheated him right you know so like he has the spirit of vengeance he has it controlled you know we've had revelations that the spirits of vengeance are actually angel power based too Mm -hmm. so i like that so i almost feel like johnny goes between your heaven and hell you know but he has that more direct link to hell kind of like how hellstrom does
0: as well right then uh go the moon knight now I think it's really up in the air. Is he supernatural? Is it just his multiple personalities? Does I mean, I know his original uh, incarnation was like it, he literally had powers depending on where the moon was in the sky or, or in what state of the moon, phase of the moon that it was in. The cycle. moon cycle. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I, I feel like it's been lost throughout the year, so I think it would be worth to bring it back kind of remember that he is in that association Mm -hmm. but i would play it that he just accidentally was there the day the team was founded (laughs) you know he's just kind of like what the hell you guys doing on my rooftop the hell you doing at our meeting making friends (laughs) (laughs)
0: uh and then jennifer kale is probably the one that i know the least about but uh from my understanding she is a straight up monster hunter she's a van helsing kind of character you know goes out takes out the dark stalkers, you know, the, the the things that go bump in the night kind of thing. So
1: Yeah, and that's how I view her, too. Like, she brings another skill set. She kind of fills in where, you know, like, uh, Hannibal King has a limited knowledge and Doctor Strange has a bigger knowledge, but Jennifer Kell's like, oh, yeah, I read the books that weren't published. Mm. I read the parts that were tossed out, you know, by the, like the Vashanti. She's <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I remember that bullshit. There's (laughs) another version as well. And he's like, what? (laughs) So I would always play those two definitely have a a hate on each other.
0: (laughs) So, okay, if we're going to go with uh, Blade as the leader of our team,
1: who do you have in the Blade spot? So, okay, well, so for mine, with my setup, I have Sebastian Faust. Now, he kind of plays almost like a Hellstrom, but I want his struggle to be where – he knows that his dad is Felix Faust, who just basically unleashed a lot of evil magic on the world, continues to use magic to just destroy stuff. And if That's you remember uh, the – the oh, God, what was that story? The Day of Judgment? Mm-hmm. He was the one to basically sacrifice somebody to relight the the fires of hell. Right, because he
0: was also known as Fate, right? Isn't that the same no, character? No, no, no. That was uh,
1: Jack – no, Jack Ryder or somebody. That's Creeper. Um, Jack Knight? No,
0: because that's uh, the that was star that was star man. Star yeah, no, son, this
1: right? yeah that fate was just a character that oh I he was, that just was somebody I else. I thought that was the same character. No, okay, no. my bad. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, no, like I want Sebastian Faust out there where it's like you know he's tired of the bad rep. You know, people still I like the way I would play this book is people still remember they'll be like oh yeah you're that guy who sacrificed somebody to light the fires of hell and it's like yeah I lit the fires of hell to pull all these demons back thank you you're, welcome. you're not telling the full story <laughs> so he's just to that point where he's like fuck it i wanted like maybe by cleaning up the earth my soul can be cleansed you know so he's gonna be the one who brings this team together uh, that's his mission you know
0: so i put in uh katana like nice. i mean yes there's the obvious one-to-one of they both use swords but like <laughs> they are both uh they have a huge connection to who they are and why they do the thing that they do like they uh and and the fact that katana i mean i didn't have blade as my leader but if we're say blade is the leader katana being the leader of this team is so interesting because every other aspect of katana that we've ever seen she's the she's the number one soldier she's the right hand of usually batman you know yeah. or whoever's in charge of the suicide squad at the time so uh katana I, I that's who i have in there for blade
1: Nice, and I like that. You know, it's, They're very much stoic characters, and it's funny because they essentially, when you boil it down to it, what they do, they do for family. Mm-hmm. So right. I like that.
0: Uh, okay, so then going for your, your Punisher character, your, your, your one that's
1: like, I'm here to do the job. So, okay, I'm going to take one, and her character is so all over the place because she's all over the place. So I'm, I'm going to go straight forward. It's Nightshade. Okay. So, I'm picking her. She started off as one of the Charlton heroes, was eventually brought into DC Comics. Uh, they didn't know much to do with her, so they wound up making her like a United States secret agent and things like that. So, I'm going to play the fact that, yeah, she is a secret agent. She's like, look, I will sanction if need be. I got no problem with doing it. And then I want to start exploring that her, as she always saw it, her shadow based powers, but there's more of a connection to it because obviously there's, you know, there's. Um, you know, there's some evil that's infecting the shadow verse and stuff like that. So she's like, yeah, I don't want to have these fucking weird nightmares. You know, like I've already dealt with m- the blood on my ledger. You know, so why am I dealing with these nightmares? So that's what draws her in. So she'll be the one who's like, yeah, I got no problem putting people down. I got no problem scaring the shit out of people as well. So she's my Punisher pick. So
0: my Punisher is uh, the same Punisher that I had last time that we did something to do with the Punisher. Red Hood, Jason Todd, once again, just i don't know to me whenever i think of the dc punisher it's jason todd and (laughs) and i mean it has to probably has to do with what's going on in his book or in the red hood and the outlaws book right now with him killing the penguin you know kind of thing so uh but then you do have this connection to the mystical because after if if we're going with the story of you know
1: no Superboy punches just lazarus pit yeah
0: just lazarus pit and then after the lazarus at lazarus pit having to be Put back together mentally and physically by that uh cast or whatever it was called, you know, the that uh that the people that are in the Nanda Prambat or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, yeah. that kind of uh thing. So he's got that connection to the mystics, but he doesn't use it. He's he's not a mystic person, he just knows of it. So I, I he's gonna and he, he sits there and he totes around the guns. So, you know, he fits the part. He fits the part. Uh, your overseer, your your uh your 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 big big power, your your Doctor Strange. What do we got?
1: So for myself, I went with Doctor Occult, uh, Golden Age Mystic Hero, mm-hmm. and I like to play him the way he was. That it was him, and oh God, I want to say it was Rose. I think was his love interest. Uh, the two of their souls were merged together, and they have the seven mark dial that they use. Mm-hmm. He's my Doctor Strange, like he's the one who's like. You know, just with two, sh- two souls in one body, uh, he's got a higher presence. He has that depth of knowledge. Like, I'm going to straight up play him that. He is the Golden Age character. He's like, yeah, I remember being around in the 20s. I remember <laughs> how sick shit was. I was glad World War II happened. Why? So that way more people started helping me fight this stuff. You know? <laughs> so I, I definitely want to play him up like that. So he's going to have vast knowledge, and he's going to be the one who's like, you know, like, yeah, there's that guy, Dr. Fate. You know who helped build his tower? I did. <laughs> I, I, I put the first brick down, yeah. <laughs> like in uh,
0: Doctor called like the the he was in that Mystic U book that I was talking about earlier. Like right. he was the the dean the headmaster headmaster. Yeah. yeah, and I guess it technically was split between him and Rose because they would split time right. uh, since they they share the same body. Uh, I went with the Phantom Stranger. Ooh, good pick. Now he's the most I know about, and that's probably the reason why I picked him is because I don't know anything about him. I want this book <laughs> to introduce. More of him, to to be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But like the most I know about him, he's always up there with the with the other the gods. Yeah, yeah, he's up there with was it uh, Zeus, Zeus and Shazam, uh, Shazam, and usually it's is it a Ganthet? Or? It's
1: Ganthet and um, God. Who else is like Zeus? Specter? No, no. It's a, it's another like. It was you have your Greek gods and your Roman gods, so Jupiter? No, not Jupiter. Um but oh, either way, you always see them, and they're they're really yeah. overseeing
0: everybody else, the storylines and stuff like. They're like, well, we can't muddle, we can't interfere. Yeah, kind we of know thing. that this is
1: the end of the world, but we will stand here together. And- <laughs> but but he does have a history of
0: being on the ground and in having oh, a, yeah. having adventures and stuff like that. So I would love to see him come back to Earth. I guess is the best way to put it. Oh yeah,
1: he's such a great character. Like I mean, and and it's crazy too. Like he's the one character that there is no origin of. Um, I don't know if you remember really? back in like the '80s, they did the DC Comics did their maxi, or not their their ongoing series called Secret Origins. And when they did the Doctor, or sorry, the Phantom Stranger mm-hmm. issue, they had three separate stories in there, and they were all different. Really? Yeah. So it's like we don't even know what the I mean, true origin is. Uh, New Fifty Two. We tried to get. Uh, oh yeah, him, the question, and, and uh, um, uh, Pandora yeah pandora those three which the question was such a stretch yeah you know but yeah i mean he's been played to the point where it's like he's judas right uh he's been played to the point where you know he's the son of superman and wonder woman i mean it's all kinds of different origins uh so i kind of like that there is a mystery there because he is a stranger He is a stranger but uh, he's freaking overpowered so <laughs> that's gonna be a hell of a dude on your team <laughs>
0: who is yeah no kidding right uh who's your specialist
1: who's your hannibal king so my Hannibal King, I went with Bloodwin um, because of the challenge that like you said. You want to learn more about your character. I actually want to make a character because Bloodwin is just like, hey, you know, he's very 90s. Instead of wind <laughs> being spelled W-I-N-D, it's W-Y-N-D because yeah. it's extreme with all the X's. Uh, I want to make him a character, you know, like, yes like I want to actually even relate him to like Martian Manhunter I want to like maybe he also has like knowledge of alien magic as well and stuff like that so
0: alien magic that's that's that is truly interesting like why would magic only be yeah, trapped why on earth, just earth yeah. Thing, you know? <laughs> yeah
1: so like I want him to have some of those ties in there and like I said I just I want to make him a character mm-hmm. you know I, I do remember him I thought he was interesting when I read him in 90s Justice League you know then to find out he was the Martian Manhunter and you know, then they try to be like, oh, you know, there's really a character called Bloodwood. You know? <laughs> so I just I want to take it and build off of that.
0: My my specialist is John Constantine. Like if you're doing a dark book and you, <laughs> you brought him in from uh, where, where did Constantine first show up he, it's not a DC a Swamp book. It's, Thing I think but I mean actually. it was it was it a DC book I thought he was a yeah.
1: I thought he was one of the
0: other uh, imprints that they have no, no not I vertigo he was swamp but uh, thing
1: and, and then like his second appearance is like crisis on infinite earth oh, okay yeah fair enough but he basically like he only did like three DC comics and after that they're like let's keep this guy in the vertigo imprints is that what it was yeah. it was vertigo okay
0: yeah uh, so yeah I would I would love to see John Constantine on the team uh, your Hellstrom, your your son of the devil.
1: So this is gonna be one, and I'm gonna take this vague character, and this is the one that I want to make way crazy. So I'm gonna take Tracy Thirteen, and her name gets thrown around so much. And I think the last time I
0: saw her was in a Superman comic book. I can't, I, I'm not sure, but yeah.
1: Yeah, no, she is an out there character, but I like her because. If you go back to Flashpoint, and I forget, I, I'm sure it was one of the spin off Flashpoint books, but she's, like, big enough to the world, the Earth is sitting in her lap. Mm. And so she's going to be that one that it's like, okay, she's got, like, there's going to be more to her. Like, I want to play her up so much more. Like, maybe, like, you know how they play with the idea that there's, you know, DC has Eternity and Marvel has Eternity as well. Ent- entropy. Those, or, something like that. Yeah. But that man and that woman. Yeah, yeah. I want to play Tracy 13 that she's like the daughter. So like maybe she's the actual physical ramification of the child of magic. Mm. Like I just want to play her up like in that image. It's like she just has so much like I mean to be sitting there like that and especially too during a story called Flashpoint, which changed history as we know it in Mm -hmm. the DC universe. So that's that's going to be that one that it's like they have crazy powers and a curse. Yeah, you know, so well, that's what I want to do
0: there. Great way to put it, because I put Raven <laughs> as my health nice. drum. I mean, obviously, there's the the one to one of being the, the, daughter, of the, Trigon, the, the yeah. daughter of Trigon, the daughter of the daughter of Satan. But yeah, also cursed. You know, needing to prove that she's more than just the daughter of Trigon. She's she can she's not beholden to that. So uh raven yeah and obviously a, a fan favorite you know yeah beep, it, it's uh someone that, that's gonna probably bring in readers I your book's gonna do better than mine because you have <laughs> way
1: better names like you and john constantine i'm like Bloodwind. <laughs> <laughs> uh all right uh then uh oh one of your favorite
0: characters Ghost Rider. who who's the who's the damned one who's the one that sold the soul
1: so now i had to This was tough because I love my symmetry. And, you know, for me, it's Ghost Rider and Dead Man. They go one for one. But I really wanted to challenge myself to take a a ragtag team of lovable losers. So I want Dead. I want Blue Devil. Oh, my God. That's who I took, too. Blue Devil. Yeah. Well, because I I did. I looked at it instead of because to me, when I look at Ghost Rider and Dead Man, I see the the circus theatrics, you know, but. Blue Devil was a stuntman who basically, like, got power from this suit, mm-hmm. which, again, he sold his soul. Right. So I thought, okay, this will be cool, but plus, like, he's going to be the fun of the team. Like, he's not going to be the crazy moon knight, but it's going to be, like, he's the guy who's going to be, like, you know, when that giant dragon rises and he's, like, looking at everybody, he's like it's okay to shit our pants right like he's gonna be like i'm just a stunt man who has powers. Yeah. i wasn't equipped for how weird shit was gonna get you know so i want him to give me that like comical voice in the team i want him to be that normal man because it's like hey i grew up i had a normal life everything was fine i got a cool job and now i'm with you fucking people you know? so yeah well, how I do want i find myself here yeah it's like i didn't i didn't study mysticism you know i, I never even had a a fucking pentagram growing up here. You know? <laughs> i like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't even know what a Ouija board all, is. <laughs> all for
0: those reasons. and uh, Blue Devil is uh, yeah my choice, too. So that I think that's that's pretty great. And, and there you go. The one for one again. It sold your soul for, for uh, whatever. Power or whatever. Yeah, some yeah. kind of power. Uh, your wild card or your moon knight. Who, who <laughs> is that?
1: So now this one I wanted to go, and I'm going to take a concept and spin it a little bit further. So I remember as a kid, Ragman was an interesting character. He was actually homeless. He was a superhero who was homeless, so that was kind of a big book in its day to start talking about homelessness and, and bring an attention to it and bring it to a spotlight. And so the way the ragman worked was when he would you know stop crime or go after people, he would essentially steal their soul and it would become one of his rags, and that's how his costume was. Mm-hmm. Well, I kind of want to play it that. Now the rags, they talk to him. They overpower him. Sometimes the rag might take over. So, well, it's like, definitely
0: the way they played in their new the new mini that they, oh, just, no they just created. Yeah, oh no, Yeah, like it's it's all of his. It's it's his team from when he was a, uh, a not Black Ops, but specialists you know his commando team however you want to put it so they moonlighted knighted him they kind of moon, yeah they very much moonlighted him but yeah, yeah his 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 team exists in all those different rags and they take over sometimes when they need to oh,
1: well darn here I thought I had an original Oh, idea. it's okay
0: you, you're still you're still good because <laughs> yeah. it sounds like you're gonna be adding in a whole bunch of more voice well, yeah
1: and that's what exactly I want like you know like his voices aren't necessarily good like I didn't know about this whole special ops thing I just I just thought he was a dude who happened to run across this but yeah that's how I would play him I he, he would be my moon night he'd be my you know wild card where it's like you know like one of the rags would call out and be like hey i can do this if you set me free and then you know roy reagan is like fuck it come to the front you know <laughs> here comes al capone and he's like i got this shit <laughs> you know or whatever the case may be you know so that's how i would play him so i
0: went with the the more wild card because of the the strength and the temper i went with tempest ooh yeah garth so uh, Aquaman's former Aqua Lad, you know, yeah, sidekick, kind of and he's just angry. Upgrade. He's got his magical upgrade of Atlantean magic. Like, yeah. who knew that was going to be a thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, Atlantean magic. Why not uh, throw in the other Earthbound magics? Like, it's it's a it's a part of the DC universe that I don't know oh, yeah. a lot about, and and obviously it's a bigger part now with with uh, Mara being such a huge character once yeah. again. So. Uh, yeah, Tempest coming around now. I like that. Last last member of your team, uh, I would say your weapons specialist, your Jennifer Kale, your uh, your expert in all
1: things monster. So I'm gonna go to the classic here. I'm gonna go to Madame Zandu. Ooh, yeah, she's the one that she would always play the tarot cards and, right. and all this stuff. But like I said, I, I see her as just like I'm bored and I like to fuck with people, so that's what the tarot cards were. <laughs> you know. But the reality is, it's like you know, kind of the same thing. It's like you know. <clears throat> There's this part of magic that's always been to the forefront, but who's the one fighting the stuff in the darkness? And that's kind of been her. You know, she's the one who sees more than just anybody else. So, you know, maybe I'm glorifying Jennifer Kale in my mind's eye, but that's what I kind of want to play as Madam Zandu as well, where it's like, yeah, you guys get tied up in your crises, but, you know, who's doing the day-to-day fights? Right. You know, who's keeping the darkness out of your dreams and all that stuff? So that's <laughs> kind of her deal. Well, I went
0: with the monster hunter part of, of the Jennifer Kale, and who better to hunt a monster than a monster herself? Lady Frankenstein. Nice. Agent of Shade, you know, uh, very much, has four arms now, you know, is able <laughs> to uh, use any weapon at, at at arm's length <laughs> so yeah that's uh lady frankenstein i thought i was like why not i mean that's it's kind of cool i was gonna I almost put frankenstein himself on the on the team on the but i was <laughs> like no lady frankenstein would be pretty cool
1: i want in your series like you know one of the characters is gonna be like why the hell is she always carrying around that weird looking arm and that's gonna be frank that's <laughs> yeah. the piece that she saved <laughs> so that way you can still have frank on your team there you just, go he wasn't there to begin with that, maybe
0: <laughs> maybe the first issue does have frank on the team and he gets blown to bits and then she comes in
1: (laughs) she just has an arm she finds a mouth sews it to that that's how Frank is now he's like I'm a fucking arm I'm an arm with a mouth (laughs) did you
0: do did you do a little bit better so yeah
1: so yeah and you gave yourself a a title yeah so I decided you know Midnight Suns was a big title in the the Marvel Universe so I went a step back and I want to revive this group and I want to name them the Sentinels of Magic Uh, because again that was another group that spun out of the Day of Judgment series I thought it was fun and neat and so I'd like to take that title and bring it back you know that they maybe just call them even the sentinels you know something like that but i like that
0: uh i didn't really come up with a m- one but uh i like something to do with a cult. like i just mm-hmm. like that name that title so i don't know the the masters of the occult or uh, oh, the nice. defenders of the occult something like
1: that i, think I like the masters of the occult that yeah kinda, you like yeah, that i like that
0: okay uh well then there you go there's our challenge for this week part of our spooktacular October, yeah. however we're going to be calling yeah, it.
1: Smallwood inspired us enough that I, I wish we could draw so we could put that beautiful image that out there. That would be, be like, pretty here's great. Our, here's our dark side of the <laughs> DC magic. <you> know? <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be pretty sons. cool. Uh,
0: okay, so if you have a team that you would like to tell us about or you know, you have anything you want to throw in about any of the stories we talked about this week, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at Chris is also on Twitter as
1: Stuff I Should Say, should being spelled
0: S-H-U-D. The rest of Geekly Radio is at Elite Radio on Twitter, at Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and GeekLeetRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Elite Radio Network. Also make sure to check out uh, the interviews that we did at Human Comic Con this year and all their social media websites. But until next time, this is Imagine If on the Geekly Radio Network saying, always remember to geek Geek out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.